Part two, hidden dangers. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. Psalms 101 verse three. Chapter five. Monday, October 31st. Dear journal, I'm going to start writing to you, not because my life is so interesting. Believe me, it's not. But because I have this beautiful empty journal. Maybe someday someone will read this many years from now, and it will be interesting because it will seem so old-fashioned to them. But for me, my life is very normal. Too normal, in fact. Today, I'm very stressed out about our science project. The research paper is due next week, and Emily and I have made no progress on it. We are trying to figure out how scientists can say what a dinosaur looks like just from a few bones. If we don't have some sort of breakthrough soon, we can just forget about getting this paper done at all. What are you writing? asked Emily. She stood in front of Heidi's dresser, inspecting her face in the large mirror. I started a journal, Heidi told her. See, I'm using the pretty notebook you got me for Christmas last year. A journal? exclaimed Emily. You've never done that before. I guess I'm a good influence on you after all. She leaned closer to the mirror and stretched her mouth sideways. I think I need braces, she announced. Look how crooked and jumbled up my teeth are. I think your teeth are just right, said Heidi. You have the best smile of anyone I know. No, they're awful, Emily stated, but her eyes glowed at Heidi's compliment. I wonder how the evolutionists think we got our teeth. Heidi sat up straight and pretended to hold a microphone. Millions and billions of years ago, <laughs> she droned in a deep voice, a primitive creature decided to eat a peanut, but he choked and died because he couldn't chew it. However, his offspring began to grow hard little lumps in their mouths because, because they really, really wanted to eat those peanuts. Emily took a flying leap and plopped down on the bed next to Heidi, nearly knocking her over. That is the most hilarious thing you have ever said, Heidi, she exclaimed. <laughs> hey, you're messing up my journal, protested Heidi. I'm trying to write with my best handwriting. Let me finish my very first entry. It's almost time to go to the hospital, you know. I'll sit as still as a statue, promised Emily. And don't read over my shoulder, Heidi commanded sternly. Emily obediently turned away and sat very still. Heidi returned to her writing. Today we're going back to the hospital to do volunteer work. I hope we can find more about the lady's stolen money. Emily thinks we have another mystery to solve, and I hope she is right. Although, I don't know how we'll find time to investigate a crime when we have the school project to work on. If we survive the school year, it'll be a miracle. Stay tuned. Okay, I'm finished, Heidi said, jumping up and closing her notebook. Just then, they heard Mrs. Bellows calling them from downstairs. Time to go, said Emily, reaching for her school bag. The Willow Valley kids are on the job again. The girls followed Mrs. Bellows out to the driveway. Michael, Buddy, and Terrence were waiting for them next to the car. Michael carried a brown paper bag. What is that? asked Emily. Michael grinned. Crackers with peanut butter for Dr. Dean, he told her. You really should come to meet him. We will if we have time, Emily said, but Heidi and I are going to be very busy today, aren't we, Heidi?
Definitely, Heidi agreed. Let me guess. Buddy rolled his eyes. You're going to visit the woman whose money was stolen. Remember the rules Nurse Bates gave us? Warned Terrence. We're not allowed to ask personal questions. Oh, we'll follow the rules, Emily said. But you know, we girls have our ways of getting information. Yeah. Nurse Bates was waiting for them at the nurse's station when they arrived on the fifth floor at Ridgecrest General Hospital. Collect lunch trays, she said, drilling the boys with her sharp gaze. And you deal with water pitchers, she told Heidi. And you, she narrowed her gaze on Emily. You will go down to the gift shop and do whatever jobs Mrs. Bel Belfordry sees fit to give you. Why do I feel like I'm in trouble? Emily whispered to Heidi as they walked away. I'm being banished to the gift shop. I wish I could work in the gift shop, replied Heidi. Dealing with stuffed animals and chewing gum sounded much less stressful than facing the unpredictable patients on the fifth floor. Well, you're on your own with the woman whose money was stolen, Emily said regretfully. Try to find out if she has any enemies and if anyone has come to visit her recently. Maybe she has a wicked grandchild who's out to get all her money. Oh, Emily, giggled Heidi. You think of the craziest things. I know I won't ask any of the right questions, but I'll do my best. And look for clues, too, Emily told her urgently. I know you can't touch anything, but take a mental picture of her room. Does she leave her purse out in plain sight? Are there any family pictures on her nightstand? Just keep asking yourself, what would Emily do? That will only get me into trouble, exclaimed Heidi. She gave Emily a gentle push toward the elevator. Get to work. I'll see you in a couple hours. Heidi turned and walked briskly toward the utility room, dodging nurses and wheelchairs in the crowded hallway. Excitement fluttered in her stomach. Perhaps this would spice up her too normal life and give her something interesting to write in her journal. With Emily downstairs in the gift shop, Heidi had the chance to prove that she could play detective just as well as her friend. And maybe even better. <laughs>